Welcome to the Investor Coaching Show, a podcast to help you get an insider's view of the financial world and escape common investment traps. We look at the financial news of the day and help you make sense of it so you can relax about money. And here's your host, Paul Winkler. Okay, so uh, Jonathan talking... You were talking a little bit about your bank experience because you came came through the banks, I did. and you know I've had I've had you know recent months experiences going into banks and setting up some accounts and things like that because yeah. I like to spread it out. Having a business, it's uh, a lot of times you you have to really be making sure that you got a lot of different banks so that if anything happens to one, you're okay. Yeah. That's, that's kind of the way I look at it. Yeah. And that's what I do is I'll spread it out between various banks and every one of them wants to try to sell me financial planning. <laughs> yeah, they do. It's, uh, I mean... <laughs> I'm always laughing at me. I'm good. You're good. Yeah, I'm okay. Yeah, uh, yeah and that's that's the nature of the beast. I mean, cross-selling at the bank is, is right. a mode of survival. Right. Uh, that's the way it works. Yeah. So you, you talked about a little bit of product versus the process approach. Yeah. Earlier. I mean, the, the, the process approach, as far as kind of just a comparative what we do here, I, when I was on the banking side, kind of changing gears a little bit, I mean, it was really about just the, the product. You know, how I had a sales manager once tell me that if you meet with a client and they don't buy something by the second meeting, you've got to move on. Yeah. I just thought that was completely unrealistic. And, right. it, and it really kind of triggered me to say, okay, this is the writing on the wall for me. It's it, This is probably not where I'm going to spend well, the majority of my career. The level of trust that is required to do anything like that investing-wise, you're yeah. going to have to have a heck of a lot of trust. Now, I think a lot of things, the banks, quite frankly, because you're going to get me on a roll on this one for a second. <laughs> but I think what's gone on is the banks think that they've developed so much trust with the public through their, uh, for their through advertising, through just being there, right. that they just deserve the trust right off the bat. And and that, I think that's true. I think it's also misguided. Well, I did this whole thing just recently on the radio show where I took these huge mutual fund companies. Mm. I mean, big mutual fund companies. And they were the biggest ones. And I took the portfolios that they put together. And I said, oh, so you blindly trust these companies, right? Because they're big names. You know who they are. You've heard these names. You go to your 401k and you set up an account in your 401k. And then you you set up a target date fund or some kind of a pre-allocated portfolio. And what I did is I took these huge mutual fund companies. I said, okay, now this fund company has... This this target date fund 2040, and did you know that this fund, 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 all own Microsoft stock. This fund, this fund, they all own Apple. And and what's the most basic rule you've ever heard about investing is diversify. And they aren't even diversifying, and yet they are a huge fund company that everybody knows, everybody has seen, or another fund company that doesn't diversify by putting too much money in the very biggest companies. They almost have nothing in small companies, so they're not diversified. They're breaking basic rules of investing, but somehow the public trusts them. Are you can and we don't have a dog in the fight. We don't. Yeah, that, you know, we're I not mean, affiliated with a fund company or anything like right. that. Uh, you know, so it's it's not coming from that. But the point is, is that it blows my mind that a bank would say, "Oh, you met with a client twice, and for some reason they're supposed to trust the bank." No. Mm-hmm. Look at what the big, the biggest mutual fund companies out there, and all those banks are is an intermediary between you and those big mutual fund companies. And that's true. And there's the perception that you know there's some some level of trust, and and I, the way I kind of look at it is, and and this, and I've had this happen to me. Somebody walks in and says, "Here's my stuff. Just do something with it and 
tell right. me what you've done. And my response to that is, can I ask you a question? And they'll say, yeah, sure. I was like, you know, and especially if they have kids, Yeah. I'm like, would you just bring your kids in here and leave <laughs> oh, them with well, that's me? That's really good, John. <laughs> I mean, would you do that? Because we, we, other than our would family, you just bring your kids in. Here? <laughs> no, here, would you just drop Jungle, them off? Just gonna drop you off with Uncle Jonathan. I don't know. He looks like he might be See okay. See you later. But... <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's just it's the equivalent of that because we've you know other than our family, generally in the list of priorities, money's right up there. <laughs> yeah. So it's just one of those things where you don't think of it that way. No. But we get to the point where we're so frustrated. Yeah. And we're <laughs> so disenchanted with the uh-huh. process or whatever's going on. It's like, you know what? To heck with it. Here it is. And let me know. And I'm like, okay. I don't know, know who to trust. What? I don't know what to believe, you know, and just, you know, I'm Calgon, take me away. I'm just, I'm done. Yeah, I'm done. And I, and I really believe it gets back to every time we turn on a TV, every time we, you know, have our cell phones every mm-hmm. there is something constantly mm-hmm. coming at us that says oh you know the widget i have is better than the widget you have and you're going to miss out on something because you don't have my widget well you made that point you were during a break you were just talking about how frustrated people are sometimes that they don't need then they're not supposed to do something now there's always something going on in managing a portfolio rebalancing right. you know i talk about rebalancing using cash flows and and using an algorithm to determine at what point the best rebalance but it's not a market timing. No, it's done it's, unemotionally. It's done unemotionally. Yeah. But people do feel like that they need to be doing something. I think we're all busybodies when it comes down to it. <laughs> we're right? We're all doing something. We always, I mean, my wife is the queen of lists of things that need to be accomplished. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and we just did this study at church. What color are you? You know, I'm green. I'm kind of passive. She's oh, did blue. You do that? Yeah. I interviewed and that lady. It was fantastic. Yeah, I highly recommend it because well, we did. We did an interview here on the show. It's great. Of a lady that that's exactly what she yeah. does. That, it, that's funny. She got into it just a little bit. Yeah, it's really cool. But, you know, we're always in that mode of what's next. You yeah. know, what, what do I need to be doing next? What happens next? And, you know, the reality is my dad, who's an engineer, uh-huh. who is always looking for something to do. Right. He told me once, he's like, look, I've diversified my portfolio with you guys as broadly as I can can do it. Yeah. I don't need to go in and tinker with it anymore. I need to give it time to do what it's designed to do. Right. Now, from a guy that can't sit still and has always got to be doing something, sure. that speaks volumes. Well, I think it's important to know yourself. And and yes. when I say know yourself, it's just know that I'm going to have a tendency to want to go in and mess something up. And I think that's, and that's what's so – you know, people – Ira is the king of always going, Paul, we need to let people know that we manage money all the time. You know, he, he's always <laughs> he saying, say saying you that. know, because he, they so. think that we're just going to teach him how to do it and then, you know, set it and forget it and, you know, teach you how to do it and go, you know, have fun. And the reality of it is there is so much that goes into the managing of the portfolio. And when you're looking at how rebalancing takes place, you know, changing, you know, when the asset class is, if there is a less expensive way to capture an asset category or an asset class, making sure that the funds are, you know, the price to book is in the right place and the price to earnings is in the right place. The market cap of the portfolio is correct. And making sure that the portfolio manager hasn't, you know, done anything drifted or anything like that philosophically. Um, and, and making sure from tax standpoint, you know, how the portfolio is handled in that particular. There are so many different things that need to be happening. But the thing that you don't need to be doing is this trying to figure out what's going to happen next. Right. I had a guy that came in a couple of weeks ago, kind of to that point, you know, he had kind of been doing it by himself and was 
pretty proud he had been doing it. And I give him credit. He had done pretty good. However, he was taking a passive approach, passive, quote unquote. Mm-hmm. But every single one of his funds were actively managed, had turnover ratios of anywhere between 90 and 300%. Isn't that interesting? So he was doing the right thing, but the people managing the funds that he was in weren't. Weren't. And then you, and then now I've said that so many times, Jonathan, that, you know, a lot of times we, we, we may be, and, and I, that has been my philosophy. You know, my philosophy has been so often that the reason that you want to use an more of an institutional type of fund is that you're in a fund with a, with a company like, like maybe a, a pension plan, uh, large pensions, and they are educated. And right. one of the things that we do is we educate investors. We don't educate them, you know, so they become geniuses in investing, but just so that they don't sabotage the portfolios. Yeah. And, and, and investment behavior is crucial. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you, oh, it's absolutely that ex- critical. It is. And it's that, I used to, you'd hear this expression, well, you know, you, you've got to be in the portfolio for the long run, you know, to be in it for the long run to get the long-term expected return. That's true. Mm-hmm. However, if you can't stick it out during the short-run volatility, mm-hmm. you're never going to see the long-term expected yeah, return. That's so true. Hey, folks, I want to tell you something I'm really excited about. My new book, Confident Financial Planning, is finally out. It's in paperback, hardcover, Kindle version, and I actually have an audiobook version of it. It talks about building your financial castle. I use that throughout the book, talking about your investments, your financial plan is kind of like a castle. You have your savings and your emergency funds. I talk about that, debt, good debt, bad debt. I talk about special goal funds and how to set those things up and how to invest for those types of special things that you might want to do in the future types of retirement accounts, different types of taxation of investment accounts, talk about real estate investing and pros and cons of that, how to project retirement assets, and your moat. You know, that's how you protect your castle. It's the risk management aspect of a financial plan. You want to find out more about that? You go to paulwinkler.com forward slash book to get it. And uh, hope you enjoy. Okay, so... We've spent a lot of time on kind of the behavior. It is the biggest, biggest, biggest determinant of investor success in my mind. You look at the research on it. uh, People go, hey, if I can save 20 basis points or 1% here, you know, we're looking at typically in the studies on investor behavior, 7 to 8% difference in return. Oh, it's huge. It's not unusual for that. And that's per year. Yeah. difference in return because of the behavior yeah. and forget about the lost returns, not using rebalancing properly and, and not, you know, all of that. Yeah. Um, I, I think, you know, to kind of, you know, put a bow on it, you, you've, you've always said, Hey, call me and tell me what you're thinking about doing right? versus calling and telling me what you've done. There's some bells you can't unring and you, you can really mess up years of, of what's happened in your portfolio by doing some knee-jerk reaction that you don't need to do. Right. And so, and, and that's a God-given instinct sometimes. Oh, I got to do something different. I got to do something different. <laughs> God-given instinct, but it wasn't God-instructed. That's right. <laughs> that's right. So you just have to be real well, cautious about that. I kiddingly say that, but you know, when we talk about yeah. Ecclesiastes and I talk about the Old Testament saying, well, you know, what is it that you do? You know, uh, plant in the morning, plant in the afternoon, because you don't know whether one will do well or both will do well. That's, that's right. you know, that's correlation coefficients. Uh, you know, that that's 
that's it's all. Kind of the, I mean, it all relates back. The simple term. and then you know, diversification is there. And but you know, so much of what we do wrong is self-preservation. We're trying to avoid risk, but we end up actually taking the risk that we're trying to avoid. Yeah, and I mean, there's there's no return without risk. Period. Right. And so you've got to just be able to manage that, know what it needs to look like and those particular things. Well, well, don't don't tell that to the uh, the group that just sent me an invitation to go to a dinner. <laughs> I'm not kidding. This week I got this beautiful invitation for a steak dinner and the only thing that I if I eat steak, I get sick because I can't do it anymore. My stomach, go. My stomach won't I mean, Not for that reason. I'll get, I'll get sick for another reason yeah, if I go, even if I don't go. eat the steak. And it, it'll be sitting there <laughs> listening. And it literally does. It's talking about you know returns, protecting yourself against inflation yeah. was one part of it. And Those it says protect buzzwords. yourself against inflation, and we're going to talk about an investment that that you know that can you can have great market returns with no downside risk. Well, how do you protect yourself in, from inflation from a fixed income investment, which is basically what this particular group tried to fight for forever? Yeah, they fought to have their indexed annuities not be regulated as securities because That's they right. weren't securities; they were fixed income investments. Yeah. And now they want to be able to market as securities. Can't have it both ways. No, you can't have it. But sure, they sure they try. They sure want to. They want the, they want their free lunch. Yeah. And or they're going to give you a free dinner. <laughs> you know, if you just uh, if you just do that, man, this was so much fun. You, you know, bet. so Jonathan Walker, you know, he's uh, the Gallatin office and uh, been working with us for. Have you been at you've been at this for twenty something? I've been. How many with, years have you been in the? I've been in the business since nineteen ninety six. I've been with you since two thousand. And six, and you did, yeah, you did your certified financial planner mm-hmm. designation. Yeah. yeah, retired retirement income certified. And retired profi- retirement yeah. income certified, certified professional. professional. Yep. Yeah, so it's it's what I love about that, all the guys around here. There are more degrees in a thermometer. Lots of. Uh, <laughs> Lots of, I, I just think, you know, lots of uh, background in academics is a big deal to me. Yeah, and that's huge. I mean, and I think anybody that comes through any of the offices, whether it's Gallatin, Goodlitzville, or whatever, they're going to see that on the front. They're going to see that on the we front. We say Dixon for, for Evan. Yeah, there we go. He wants me to make sure we talk yeah. about the, 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 the new Dixon the, the, office. The new Dixon office. And, <laughs> and uh, James is out in that office yeah, and, and doing and a great Evan job. And, and yeah. uh, Dan, you and Dan know, and those are, guys. are out there. You know, so, so there, you got you got a, quite a crew of, you know, all these guys. For sure. But American Dream. You had some people that went through the American Dream experience and yeah, absolutely loved it. They did. My parents actually went through and had Oh, a your parents blast. went through? Yes. Oh, my goodness. And I, I would I, have loved to have seen that. That was great. My dad looked at me right about lunchtime and said, this is fantastic. Oh, that is awesome. And I knew my mom your was Your dad, gonna, the engineer, said yeah, that? Yeah. Which out. really kind of surprised me. I, I wasn't nervous about my mom going through it. Right. I was a little concerned I can concerned totally about, see your mom going through it. She loved it. Your dad? And my dad, I was, and he's been the biggest cheerleader. Like, oh, he's, he's already referred he's great. Uh, two or four couples that are going to go through it. So he's, he's on fire. Oh, he's man. great. That's fantastic. So, yeah, it's awesome. Hey, this is Paul Winkler. Hope you enjoyed today's edition of the Investor Coaching Show. You want to learn more about what we do, go to our website, paulwinkler.com. You can watch some of the videos there, and if you're not already a client, you can set up a free initial consultation. Until next time, I'm Paul Winkler, reminding you that I believe that more educated investors are more confident investors, and confident investors are more successful investors. Have a great one.
Advisory services offered through Paul Winkler, Inc., PWI, an investment advisor registered in the state of Tennessee. PWI does not provide tax or legal advice. Please consult your tax or legal advisor regarding your particular situation. This information is provided for informational purposes only and should not be construed to be a solicitation for the purchase or sale of any securities.